0: Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Northwestern Division, for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today is March 23, 2019. Our leaders have asked that we continue to hold this call throughout the weekend. The next call will take place tomorrow, Sunday, at 3 p.m. Central Time. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media, an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and support to local communities, states, and tribes. I am Tom O'Hara, and I will be moderating today's call. This call is also being recorded and will be placed on the defense video and imagery distribution system at www.divithub.net slash unit slash dash mwd I will spell that, www.dvids.net. H-U-B dot N-E-T forward slash U-N-I-T forward slash U-S-A-C-E hyphen N-W-D. Your participation acknowledges your consent should be recorded. We also share this call and more information on our Facebook and Twitter sites at N-W-D-U-S-A-C-E. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to questions and the answer period to unmute your line to ask your question, please press star six. Please also be aware that the force mute function does not work on all phones. So I ask to please also use your own phone mute function to avoid interrupting the call. We also ask you to not place your phones on hold. I want to clarify that core emergency operating center lines are intended for emergency managers and levy partners. Members of the public should check 511 for road closures and 211 for other questions and look to their county and local emergency managers for further guidance. Today's agenda will include an update on the Corps' actions and plans for managing water releases from the 6 Ministom Dam, an update from the National Weather Service, an update of actions being taken by the Corps of Engineers Omaha District, and an update of actions being taken by the Corps Kansas City District. With that, I'll turn it over to John Renas. Thank you, Tom. Hello, I'm John Renas, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System. In the last few days, I've started off with the uh, Gavins Point releases. Uh, I'm going to start with a whole system summary here today. First, with the mountain snowpack, uh, that remains average and we should still see it accumulate over the next uh, three weeks before it peaks, but right now it is average. We are beginning to see the plain snow melt run off into the upper basin reservoirs. Uh, I will provide a brief status of each of the projects from upstream to downstream. Over the past 24 hours at Fort Peck, the inflows have averaged approximately 42,000 cubic feet per second. Releases have averaged 6,300 cubic feet per second and the pool has risen about 0.3 feet. The pool is expected to rise about 4 feet over the next three weeks. Over the last 24 hours of Garrison, the inflows have averaged 42,000 cubic feet per second, releases have averaged 13,700 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0.1 feet. The pool is expected to rise about another 5 feet over the next three weeks. Over the last 24 hours of lobby, the inflows have averaged 47,000 cubic feet per second. Releases have averaged 4,000 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about 0. 0.3 feet. The pool is expected to rise about 7 feet over the next three weeks. Over the last 24 hours of Big Bend, the inflows have averaged 17,000 cubic feet per second. Releases have averaged 10,200 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about... Feet. It is important to note that Big Bend is a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage, and the pool will remain approximately elevation 1420 as the year goes on. Over the past 24 hours at Port Randall, the inflows have averaged 47,000 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen one foot. Releases were re-initiated this morning and are presently 4,000 cubic feet per second, and are expected to increase to 12,000 cubic feet per second tomorrow. The pool of Fort Randall is expected to rise about four feet over the next three weeks. The increase, <coughs> excuse me. The increased releases are necessary in order to reduce the chances of the Fort Randall pool entering the exclusive flood control zone, which would then precipitate even larger system releases from Gavins Point Dam. The travel time from Fort Randall Dam to Gavins Point Reservoir is about a day and a half. Uh, With respect to Gavins Point, it is important to understand that Gavins Point is also a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage. Releases from Gavins Point Dam remain at 24,000 cubic feet per second, and the pool has dropped about 0.3 feet. Over the last 24 hours, inflows into Gavins Point have averaged about 20,000 cubic feet per second, primarily from the Niarabara River. A reconnaissance of the lower Niagara River yesterday indicated that there is a lot of water stored in the floodplain of the Niagara River. We expect the inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir to decline at a slow rate as this stored water moves downstream. We plan to maintain the 24,000 cubic feet per second release until the mixed peak flow on the Big Sea River occurs and then begin to increase flows to 32,000 cubic feet per second. A system release of 32,000 TBP per second is about average for this time of year. This increase is necessary as the releases from Fort Randall increase. We will continue to evaluate the conditions and make adjustments as necessary. We will share our revised release schedule in our daily update, which is found on our website. Our Gavins Point and Fort Randall release reduction schedule has been shared with the National Weather Services Missouri Basin River Forecast Center input into their river forecast. After my talk, Kevin Lau, the lead hydrologist for the River Forecast Center, will discuss their Missouri River forecast. Mm-hmm. Regarding the entire six-project Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System, we have 14.3 million, excuse me, 14.8 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage, or 91% available to store upper basin runoff. We are reevaluating our March 1st runoff forecast. Preliminary indications are that the annual runoff in the upper basin above Sioux City will be more than what we forecasted on March 1st. We will continue to monitor runoff conditions over the next few weeks as the temperatures in the upper basin warm up and the remaining plain snowpack melts. Our next official runoff forecast will be April 1st. The one-page weekly update that my office usually publishes every Tuesday is now being published on a daily basis. We will continue to update this on a daily basis until main skip system operations return to, return to normal. This one-page document summarizes Missouri River Basin Water Management, summarizes system conditions and our short-term operation plans. You can find this update on the Missouri River Basin Water Management webpage. Highlighted in yellow under Weekly Update. This concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. We will now have an update from Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Kevin?
1: Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kevin Lau. I work for the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center in Kansas City. Currently, the crest is um, now at uh, Leavenworth. The reach between St. Joseph and Leavenworth continues to be in major flood level. Crest is expected to pass the Kansas City gauge um, overnight tonight. It should be in the Glasgow-Miami reach on Monday, and the Missouri River at its mouth should crest Wednesday or Thursday. As Mr. Remus Said, we continue to be in daily uh, communication with the Missouri Basin Water Management uh, Office in Omaha with regard to all uh, six main stem related schedules for incorporation into our river forecast model. We continue also to be in continual conversation with both the Omaha District and the Kansas City District with regard to levee conditions. And today marks the fifth consecutive day that we have had a hydraulic engineer from the Kansas City District
0: in our office to
1: help us, um, to assist us in the levee-river interactions to um, help us in our forecasting. We do expect that the uh, James River will crest at its mouth due to the uh, ongoing snow melt, plain snowmelt near the end of this coming week. The James River at its mouth will remain above major flood through mid-April. When it crests this week, it will have a uh, very minor effect on the Missouri River at, Saint, uh, at uh, Sioux City. Uh, there it, will be a gradual rise of up to one foot and then a gradual fall. The Big Sioux should lose most of its plains snow by the end of this coming week. There will be major-level flooding in the Bruce, Brookings, Dell Rapids reach this week. Akron on the Big Sioux is at major level now and will remain at major through the week. And as this water makes its way down to Sioux City, the Sioux City gauge is expected to remain roughly where it is today. And so I want to emphasize that we do not expect any significant rise at the mouth of the Big Sioux at Sioux City. There is um, a chance of uh, precipitation uh, over uh, southeast Nebraska, southwest Iowa, northeast Kansas, and northwest Missouri overnight tonight with widespread but very um, minimal amounts of rain. Uh, The highest amounts are probably in the order of half an inch and the meteorologists at my office assure me that this is probably on the high side. The half-inch amounts are on the high side. This rainfall is incorporated or was incorporated in this morning's river forecast model, and we're looking dry for the remainder of this week once we get past tonight. So, again, tonight's rain is not expected to have much, if any, effect on the Missouri River flood crest. And I believe this will uh, conclude my remarks from the National Weather Service River Forecast Center. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Kevin. We will now have an update of actions being undertaken by the Corps of Omaha District. Good afternoon. I'm Lieutenant Colonel James Fertzel, Deputy Commander of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Omaha District. Omaha District's focus remains on ensuring the safety of our citizens and communicating the conditions on the river systems to all of our partners and stakeholders. The Corps continues to provide flood, flood assistance to state, local, and tribal government agencies as requested. There are over 350 miles of levees on the Missouri Platte and Elkhorn Rivers and tributaries that have experienced significant flood damage. Due to the magnitude of the damage along these levees, repair of the levee system efforts will take an extended period of time to execute. During these repairs, it's vital for life and safety that people remain vigilant any type of rain event has the possibility to cause high water, and that may flow through breaches until they're repaired. A risk of significant flooding exists due to the High Plains snowpack in North and South Dakota, especially across eastern South Dakota and unregulated James and Big Sioux River basins. I can't emphasize enough that residents should continue to monitor the situation and keep in contact with their local and state emergency management organizations to stay updated, on any evacuation plans and emergency conditions. Levee breaches can happen quickly or gradually and can occur when water overtops the levee and washes out a portion of the levee and can also occur at lower water elevations. Warmer temperatures are possible mid to late week which will result in additional accelerated snow And a storm system is possible across the plains late this week however the track and strength of the system is uncertain and we will continue to monitor it closely as it develops. Today, Colonel Huston and the staff visited Peter, South Dakota and met with state emergency management officials and discussed the flood forecast as well as the district's ability to respond to state or tribal requests for assistance. While there, he met with South Dakota Governor Kristi Nome and Congressman Dusty Johnson. He provided a situational update regarding the district's technical assistance in Sioux Falls and discussed the district capabilities for the upcoming spring thaw and potential rain event. The district is sending notification to levy sponsors in the PL 8499 program on Monday the 25th of March with information on how to request damage assessment and levy repairs. Levees must be active in the Public Law 8499 program to be eligible for repairs. Work continues on the Union Dike levee breach repair near Valley, Nebraska. This initial repair will close the breach in the levee along the Platte River. It is a relatively small breach, but it is important because it brings significant impacts to public safety in the local area. Work began yesterday and is expected to take a total of six days to complete. As you're aware, much of the levee system remains compromised due to the record inflows surpassing their designated protection levels. As of noon today, there are 47 confirmed full or partial breaches. At L611 to 614, south of Campbell Bluffs, Iowa, L601, south of Glenwood, Iowa, L594 near Fremont County, Iowa, L575 in Fremont County, Iowa, L550 in Atchison County, Missouri, L536 in Atchison County, Missouri, R-613 in Sarpy County, Nebraska. R-562 in Nemaha County, Nebraska. Western Sarpy in Ashland, Nebraska. Clear Creek in Ashland, Nebraska. Union Levy in Valley, Nebraska. And R-573 in Otoe County, Nebraska. And there are still two levees that remain overtopping. That is L-611-614 and L-550. The Omaha District is initiating efforts to perform damage assessments as the water recedes and access to the levee systems becomes available. The District has already began initiating underwater surveys of scour holes along the Missouri and Platte Rivers, as well as aerial imagery to support these assessments. As usual, The Omaha District remains ready to provide flood-fight material and technical assistance to state, local, and tribal emergency management agencies. The District Emergency Operations Center's official hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. However, the phones are monitored 24-7, and you will be able to get a hold of someone if you call that number. The number is 402-995-2448. I will now be followed by a representative from the Kansas City District. This is Kansas City D. Rudy. Yes, we can hear you. Good afternoon, I'm Rick Wexelbaum. I'm an emergency manager for the Kansas City District, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The Kansas City District remains engaged with PL 8499 levy owner sponsors local, state, and federal emergency management officials, military general officers, and elected officials from the region. We are steadfast in our commitment to provide world-class technical and direct assistance in southeast Nebraska, northeast Kansas, and northwest Missouri. Emergency operations center activation posture has been revised to reflect level two status, partial activation. District DOC operating hours are 0630 to 7 p.m. daily. You can be reached by calling 816-426-6320. We currently have an aerial reconnaissance team in the air over the region from St. Joe, Missouri and Elwood, Kansas, southward to Parkville, Missouri. River conditions are extremely dangerous and any water on the levee is a dangerous condition. Pay attention to local, county, and state emergency management officials do not bypass any poached warning signs of high water or road closures. Remember, turn around, don't drown. The crest is currently at Leavenworth, Kansas. We anticipate the crest will impact Kansas City tomorrow. We continue to monitor conditions downstream from this reach as the water moves through the region. We have already begun contacting levee sponsors and emergency management officials east of the Kansas City metro area. Since the last report, we have four federal levees that have overtopped. All of them are in the state of Kansas the Kansas Department of Corrections Levy, Walcott Drainage District Section One, Walcott Drainage District Section Two, and Walcott Drainage District Section Three. Walcott Section One has since breached. We project that 16 levy systems east of Kansas City will have less than two-foot freeboard as the crest moves downstream. Today we have mobile liaison teams, instrumentation teams, and an aerial reconnaissance team in the field, providing near real-time information to our Emergency Operations Center. These mobile liaison teams are also distributing requests for assistance for repairs to our PL 8499 program ladies. The district has issued over half a million sandbags to date, three of our three, of our three automatic sandbag machines have deployed multiple times to multiple locations Within the Missouri-Kansas footprint. We have filled requests for seven PTO driven gated pumps and have issued over 1300 feet of PESCO. We are well equipped to provide direct assistance and have not yet had to adjudicate any core resources for either state. We continue to provide support to the Kansas Department of Emergency Management, the Missouri State Emergency Management Agency, and FEMA Region 7 Headquarters. We have core employees embedded in each of these organizations. To conclude, we're fully staffed with nearly 100 core employees whose sole mission is to respond to and recover from this historic flood. You will continue to see our presence well beyond when the waters subside. We will ensure that all PL 8499 program levies are returned to their pre-flood condition. Thank you, this concludes the District's remarks. Thank you, Kansas City. I am now going to manage questions based on groups and locations. We will start with congressional, tribal, and state and local governments, and as we go through all the states, we will then a lot of questions from the media again by state. Please wait for your group and state to be called, and also please remember to hit star six to unmute your phone before you ask your question. We also ask you to ensure you state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. We'll now go state by state in alphabetical order. Any Iowa congressional, tribal, or state/local representatives on the call? Okay, hearing none. Any Kansas congressional, tribal, or state/local representatives on the call? Once again, please hit star six, and if I pass you, don't hesitate to jump back in. Um, we will have all of my questions towards the end. Hearing none from Kansas, any Missouri congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives. Hearing none, any Montana, congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives. Once again reminder, to hit star six. Hearing none. Any Nebraska, congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives. Hearing none, any North Dakota congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Hearing none, any South Dakota congressional, tribal, or state and local representatives? Hi, this is Jeff Dooley from Dakota Dunes. Yes, sir, go ahead. Uh, This is probably a question for John and his team, John Remus and his team. Just for clarification, you said you're at 24,000 now out of Gavin's Point and you're going to go to 32 uh, late next week after the peak goes by from the Big Sioux. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, You know, at the 8,000 CFS, could you maybe quantify uh, what kind of impact that has on water surface elevations or what are you trying to accomplish with that? Well, the, uh, what we're trying to accomplish is, uh, as I mentioned, we're already seeing the plain snowpack um, melt get into the reservoirs, and we're expecting all of that to, to run into the reservoirs. We're we're not uh, figuring on any infiltration there, so we're expecting those pools to rise very quickly, and we're just trying to manage to make sure we don't get a, a situation where we have a lot of water stored uh, above the exclusive flood control zone in either Randall or a particularly. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. What that means is Sioux City, 8,000 CFS, we're probably looking at uh, uh, between 1 and 1.25 feet on the stage there. Okay. But again, we're going to come in after the next peak. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Jeff. Any other questions from South Dakota Congressional, Tribal, or State Representatives? Okay, hearing none, any Wyoming Congressional, Tribal, or State local representatives? All right, we'll now move on to the media. However, if any Congressional, State, or Tribal representatives have a question, we will have time at the end. Once again, be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Any Iowa media on the line? Hearing none, any Kansas media on the line? Hearing none, any Missouri media on the line? i hearing none, any... I'm sorry,
1: this is Dennis Sharkey with the Mount City News in northwest Missouri. Um, I'm looking at the uh, long-range river flood risk, and near Rulo, Nebraska, it's uh, 78%. Can somebody kind of put that into context for me, what our long-term flood outlook looks like here in northwest Missouri?
0: Kevin, can you address that question?
1: Yes. This is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Um, Sir, our numbers will be revised this Tuesday. So uh, the number that you ha- <coughs> the number that you had was valid prior to this event. Uh, just uh, my estimation at this point would be that uh, the rural area uh, probably has a um, <coughs> excuse me likelihood of seeing minor to possibly moderate level flooding for the remainder of the spring season. It will, it should not see major. But, again, these numbers will be revised this Tuesday. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you, Kevin. Any other questions from media in the state of Missouri? Hearing none, any Montana media representatives on the line? Once again, reminder to hit star six. Any Nebraska media on the line? Hearing none, any North Dakota media on the line? Hearing none, any South Dakota media on the line?
1: Hearing none, any Wyoming media on the line? line.
0: hearing uh, any national media on the line.
2: Yeah, this is Steve Borman from Reuters News.
0: Hi, Steve.
2: Yeah, hi. So uh, um, Rick said something sure. earlier, uh, and I'm, I'm not familiar with the terminology. I, I hear this every right now. Again, I, I should get up it. What, what does it mean when he, he says that 16 levee systems east of Kansas City are expected to have less than two feet of freeboard I guess spoke as the river crest moves downstream. I, I take it that's like two feet of, of the wall of the of the uh levee wall is still free of water on it at the top. Is that is that is that right?
0: Is that what that means? Kansas City district, do you like to address that? did you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. All right, sorry about that. Technology gets in our way sometimes. Uh, hey, this is Judd even I'm the emergency management chief. So when he talks about freeboard, he's talking about from the top of the levee down to the water surface, what that vertical distance is. So when you say in less than two feet of freeboard, it means that there's only about two feet of the levee sticking out of the water.
2: All right, that's what I thought. All
0: right. Okay?
2: Yeah, so that's not, that's not very much. <laughs>
0: It is not very much,
2: right? And these me right. are like thirty feet tall. To them, they're like three stories tall, right?
0: Uh, no, most of these in this area uh, range from probably ten to twelve feet oh, really? high above natural ground. They're they're, they're only built to uh, uh, to provide uh, minimal protection from you know those very frequent uh, flood events. Um, okay. uh, ten or twenty percent chance in any given year. Maybe. All right.
2: So, so when, when the when the when the flood stage at at uh, just the other day yesterday at at uh, what's wrong with me at Saint Joseph was peaked yeah. out at about thirty thirty one or, or thirty two inches. I'm sorry, thirty right, one or thirty two feet. Sorry, that, that's 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 on that's, that's up the levee wall, right?
0: Uh, yeah, so there is a right bank levee there called R four seventy one four sixty, uh-huh. and and uh, they had to sandbag portions of that levee to prevent it from overtopping. So it literally had no freeboard in some locations and less than a foot in others. Right. So that that um,
2: section hey, of levee wall was like feet. Oh, oh so so yeah. So from the gauge, you're asking about
0: stage and the thirty two feet, and what's that mean? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not relative, so the stage itself is not relative to the levee height. There's a gauge that's positioned out on a railroad bridge, and there's a gauge zero, which is set at a specific elevation, and so basically it's 32 feet above that elevation. Now, the levee systems are correlated to those stages uh, with regard to overtopping, and generally we show the R471-460 levee system as having a, uh, Will begin to overtop at a stage of 31.5 feet. It pretty its wrong it. yesterday. Yeah,
2: that was that was St. Joe.
0: That was St. Joe. That's correct. Okay,
2: so you actually had a record crest there.
0: That's yes. Yeah. Okay. And it did it did overtop or? Uh, it did, not. did uh, not. It took some extraordinary effort by the local folks there to prevent it from overtop. Okay. All right. But
2: but I, I would be wrong if I were to describe that that was like thirty that, that was thirty feet high up on the levee wall. It wasn't. the, the – the, the, the No bed. no no no. Yeah, that's not accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Levee's not thirty foot tall. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for and and oh one one last thing. You guys said that you all have had overtopping. This is in the uh, the, the Kansas City district. You have uh, had overtopping since yesterday of, of another. Uh, Yes. Four so federal overtops in the in the state all of all in the state of Kansas and one of them breached. Is that in addition to the previous overtoppings of uh, I think you guys had like like seven in Missouri, and yes. two in Kansas. Yes.
0: Or, yeah. So we had yeah we had four additional from yesterday. So within the last 24 hour period, and they were non-federal levy systems. So those levy systems are designed and constructed and locally owned and operated and maintained, but they're designed and constructed by others. They were not designed and constructed. Um, by the Corps nor were they congressionally authorized. So they're considered non-federal levy systems. And we had uh, four that were overtopped and one of those suffered an overtop breach. Okay.
2: And and those were non-federal levies?
0: That's correct. They're non-federal levy systems. Okay.
2: All right. Okay, I thought non-federal meant that it, I thought the non-federal ones had been built by the
0: Corps but were turned over to somebody else
2: after, like turned over to a local and
0: No, so fed, federal generally in our area recognizes that they're congressionally authorized. Uh-huh. They were designed and constructed by the Corps of Engineers but they end up being locally owned, operated, and maintained. So the levy districts retain the levy after it's constructed. They own the right-of-way on which it sits. So they're locally owned and operated. The non-federal's are projects that were constructed, designed and constructed by others, but as a local public sponsor, they've agreed to meet certain criteria that are established by the United States Army Corps of Engineers. And if they do that, they become active in our pl 499 program. And the, the carrot on that is that if they're damaged by flooding, then they're eligible for rehabilitation assistance. Okay.
2: And then you also have private Levies that are completely not part of the program, right? They're they're owned and operated right. by. Right.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right, thank Private you. private private levies are the most numerous group of levies in the country. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Okay. Uh, thank you. How, how, can I just, How many levies does the federal government uh, uh, own, uh, or how many program levies are there, say in the Omaha district? Do you know? Uh, Omaha has to
0: answer that. Yeah, I'm not, this is Louis Colonel Cartes, but I'm not actually sure I can get you that number. And that. That's okay. I, mean,
2: I don't want to anybody to go to the law, I'm just curious, because he had like 47 bre- you know, breaches on, you 40, 47 different breaches so far. I'm just wondering how 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 that compares with, you know, the overall number of levies you have, but that's all. That's all right. It seems yeah. like a lot, but. Some, some yeah, on.
0: that's just there are quite a few breaches uh, across that 350 miles that I described earlier, and that is just our levees along the Missouri Platte and Elkhorn River. So um, there's a, a number more of levee systems north of that on the Platte and uh, Missouri. Okay. okay. Uh, good enough. All right. Thanks
2: very much. Thanks, thank well, you well
0: much. one thing I follow on that, we have 40-some uh, breaches. We don't. Some of the levees have multiple breaches.
2: Right. I got it. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Thanks, thanks, thanks for indulging me. I appreciate
0: it. No problem, Steve. Hey, real quick. Judd, can you repeat your name spell your last name and your corporate title, Steve? Sure. It's Judd, J-U-D, the last name is even. It's K-N-E-U-D-E-A-N, and I am the emergency management chief for the Kansas City District Corps of Engineers. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Similarly, talking you pick you your sign? Okay, <coughs> Uh, John Remus, chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. My last name is spelled R-E-M-U-S. Gotcha. Last you thirteen. Yours? Sure. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel James Startzel. Last name is spelled S-T-A-R-T-Z,
1: as in zebra. E-L-L. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank
0: you, gentlemen. Don't worry. Any other national press on the line? Hi, this is Jim Salter with the Associated Press. Uh, Go ahead, Jim. Quick uh, clarification: I thought I heard somebody say that the Missouri River at St. Joe did top the all-time high. Is that correct? Kevin, do you address that, please?
1: I believe uh, so. This is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Uh, The the folks that will actually answer that question in time will be the USGS, the United States Geological Survey. But according to my records, we did hit a uh, a new record. The old record was um, 32.07, 32.07, and the provisional new record is 32.11. Again, the okay. USGS will make the final determination. It so was unofficial, unofficially unofficial you said, you right? In there. That is correct. Yes. And Kevin, well, I've got you. Um, the discussion about this, the pending snowmelt that's uh, still coming from the north. How concerning is that uh, for the downstream areas like Missouri? Um, that this flooding has already happened so early
0: in the season when there's still a lot of snowmelt to come.
1: Well, um, so I guess it's, there's different ways to answer that. If, if we had no no more rain, then uh, the Missouri River should be able to take uh, the snowmelt coming out of the unregulated portions of the basin. In other words, the James, Big Sioux, Vermillion, those are the big players. Um, and we would uh, the the crest coming out uh, later on this week would be more or less. Uh, would be under the crest that we've seen this past week. Um, the, the concerning part is that, you know, the river is high and the Missouri River is high, and there's always a chance of rain um, that will come in as its new rainfall passes through. Now, but it's more concerning along the tributaries themselves. So the Big Sioux, the Big Sioux in South Dakota and Iowa, uh, Folks along the Big Sioux should be concerned, because we do expect major level flooding along it, the James River as well. So the local folks along those rivers should be very concerned. Uh, once it hits the Missouri River itself, the concern diminishes. It is not completely gone, but it diminishes. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you, Jim. Can you have a national media on the line? Hearing none, any last call for any participants on the line for questions? All right, hearing none, we appreciate your participation today. We will hold another update tomorrow at the same time, 3 p.m. Central, same dial-in number, same access code. This concludes our call. Have a good afternoon.